The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Before we get started, I just wanted to give a huge shout out and word of gratitude for those who are keeping us going. Everybody who's working in the medical field, all of our doctors and nurses, all of the people working in the hospitals, and all of the people at the grocery stores, convenience stores, and gas stations who are keeping us going, thank you. That means so much. And to those of us who are confined at home, keep it up. Nobody likes this, and it's not fun, but there is a lot to be gained from it, especially our health. So thank you, everyone. We are in this together. Hi, and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I am joined today by Patrice Karst of California to Radiate Faith. And Patrice, many years ago, had written this book, God Made Easy, which I just stumbled on, absolutely stumbled on through uh, my work with the youth at my church. And it it was just so funny how this all came together. But uh, Patrice's story is a story of faith and how things come together. So Patrice, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me, Christy. Nice to be here. Yeah, wonderful. So uh, Patrice Karst, of course, is based in California and um, was a single mom or is a single mom. And um, you can't you you had this book, God Made Easy. Was this the first book that you wrote? It was the first actual book. I, I, you know, have been a writer all my life, starting, you know, way back when, when I was, you know, in, in a grade school writing, you know, stories, made up stories. But um yeah, it was my first book. I do you want me to share? Let's hear the story because it's a fascinating story. Yeah, no, it, it it really you know I have to pinch myself still that that all happened. But um, basically, I was a single mom. Um, I was living in Pacific Palisades by the beach in Los Angeles, a little area outside of Los Angeles. I was working a full time job in sales for um, Whole Life Expos, as a matter of fact. I don't know if you know the Whole Life Expo, the big no. events that go all around the country. They went on for years and years and years, all kinds of new age, metaphysical, spiritual, holistic, natural products and things. Anyway, so I booked shows all over the country and oh. um, booked a lot of well-known new age speakers um, at the time. And anyway, I woke up, it was a Saturday morning. I was sleeping in, I had, my son was four at the time. And I woke up out of a dream, it was six o'clock in the morning. And I saw these words just hovering, like hovering in front of me, God made easy. And I had no idea, <laughs> no idea why I was seeing these words. And I just looked and I thought, 
how, how would somebody make God easy? How, how would you do that? And then I laid my head to go, you know, back to sleep. You know, I, I had sat bolt upright when I saw it. Like, I was just trying to figure out what was going on. Laid my head back down to go to sleep. And the next thing I knew, this feeling, I don't even know how to explain it. I, I So I'll just say this feeling came over me and it was uh, like a voice, like an inner voice. And the voice said, get up, go get a, go get a notebook and start writing. And I literally... Thank God I didn't go back to sleep, metaphorically and and literally. I got a spiral notebook and I started writing and writing and writing. And um, the next thing I knew, page after page after page, and it was now seven o'clock in the morning. I had written my last word, and I'm not going to call it automatic writing or channeled writing, although maybe because it was me, it was my belief system, my personality, my voice. But there was no thinking. It was like taking dictation. It was just pouring out. And uh, I could never have, if I tried today to write a little book to make God easy. Um, oh, and here's, here's a little book. Yay! <laughs> it is little because that's got see, if we were going to make it really complicated, we, we would be a 400 page book and called God made hard. So um, <laughs> anyway, I wrote this thing. Now I've got 20 pages or whatever in a spiral notebook. I have no idea what has just happened. And you know, I thought, what is this? Is this just something for me to learn from? But I reread it and it was really good. And again, that inner voice said, um, this is going to be a book. It's going to go all over the world. Um, it's going to reintroduce the world to all the wonders of God um, for people of all faiths, all religions or none at all. And your job now is to get it published. And I'm like, what, 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 am I delusional? I called a few friends when it was an appropriate hour that day and read it to a couple of friends. And they said, oh my God, it's so good. I went to Kinko's on the next day, which was Sunday. I didn't even have a computer. Um, went to Kinko's, got them to type it all up and laser print it and this and that, because this was before, you know, sending things digitally. Oh my God. That's Printed hilarious. it all up. And I went to um, a bookstore, Barn uh, Barnes and Noble. And I said, okay, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to look for spiritual books that are small and easy. And, and I'll, 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 I don't even know what I was doing, but I wrote down the name of three publishers. I came home um, the next day, which was Monday. I called up all three publishers, and this is this is truly, Christy, a case of when something is meant to happen. I God parts, yes, parts the opens the doors, get you get past the gatekeepers, past the. I didn't even know what I was doing, but I said to whoever answered the phone at the publishing company, "Hi, my name's Patrice Karst. I've written a mass market book about God. It's going to be huge. I didn't even know what I was, you know, and I'd like to give you the first opportunity to uh, look at it." Right. Somehow that day I got past the all the gatekeepers, got to the three acquiring editors of three different publishing companies. Oh, my God. <clears throat> all three of them said, well, what's the title of your book? And I said, God Made Easy. All three said, send it. And three weeks later, one of them had called me up uh, and said, we'd like to and sent me a letter and said, we would like to publish your book. Met them signed the deal, but the story gets even wilder now, right? Wow. Wow. So, um, and the other two publishing companies loved the book too. So it was like, but this was the first one and I went with it. Um, right. So now I'm thinking, whoa, oh my God. I woke up from a dream. I saw this thing. I wrote this thing. I, I got a publishing. Now, what do I do now? And then it occurred to me that, well, maybe the reason why you were given this particular gift as an instrument this particular message maybe it's because you're a real go-getter and you're a, you've got the gift of the gab and you're a promoting kind of gap you're you're out there maybe this is you've got to make sure this book sells now right what? so and, and interesting I want to just back up to say one thing that um all my life since I was I don't know very very young I always had had this feeling that there was something 
that was going to be pretty big that I was going to do. And it was going to be something to help people know about God and love, but I didn't know what it was. So when this happened, I thought, this is my mission. This is it. Okay, finally. Because I had been scratching my head for years going, what am I doing? Yeah, it's like I'm doing these these fairs, these expos. I'm on the spiritual path. I'd always been on the path right. and deeply on the path. Uh, and so so I go out and I get a book called A Thousand and One Ways to Market Your Book, if you've written a book, right? So now I'm just trying to study what you do if you all of a sudden, you know, I didn't know anything about publishing a book. And one of the things it said is send the manuscript to famous people in the genre of the book that you're publishing and ask them to write blurbs, to write quotes. So I start and I had the addresses and emails of of a lot of well-known new age speakers, just because I happen to work at Whole Life Expo. So I sent off the manuscript to their agents, their publicists, this, that, and the other thing. And I started to get back some really, really wonderful quotes from you know, like John Gray from, you know, from Mars, Women from Venus. I'm looking at my book around Bernie Siegel, MD, Barbara DeAngelis, Larry Dossie, people that were really, I mean, there was a huge, Daniel Brinkley, just a lot of people from that day. And one of the people I sent it to was Marianne Williamson. Love her. Love her, love her, love her, love her. And I'd always been a big fan and I sent it to her and uh, I get a phone call. I mean, I'm skipping some details in between all this because it'd be too long, but I'm at my job at Whole Life Expo one day and I get a phone call and it's for me and they put the call through and it's this gentleman named Al Lohman and he said, hi Patrice, my name's Al Lohman, I'm Marianne Williamson's literary agent and I want to make you rich and famous. I'm like, what? 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 I thought it was someone pranking me like, oh yeah, right, Marianne's agent wants to make me rich and famous. Yeah, whose husband is this playing a joke on me? Um, but he wasn't playing a joke. And through a whole set of things that then happened, I had to get out of my publishing deal, um, pay him out, buy him out so that I could then publish with Warner Warner Books, bought the book on, a, on an auction. They printed it. It came out. It sold like 50,000 copies or something. And um, I started to get letters and emails because then email began from all over the world. The book got published in 1997 and um, people just telling, I can't even from doctors, lawyers, and Indian chiefs, Buddhist, Jew, atheist, Christian, you know, Baha'i, everybody, because the book is this little book that talks all about God, but it's the big God. It's not, um, it's not the Buddhist God. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, this is, uh, I'll just read you one little bit. Please. Really, you know what I should do is just read the book. It would take five minutes to read the whole book. But, yeah, yes, please. Yes, because, please. Really, okay. So God made easy by moi in collaboration with. Mm-hmm. On high. The person upstairs, the thing upstairs. Yes. Right. And the book is dedicated to the hope and vision that all the beings in all the worlds will one day be happy. Now, remember, this book was written 23 years ago, so um, oh. some of it may sound a little bit dated, but I don't think so because it's – well, you'll see. When I, about, when I talk about killer bees, just change it to vanishing bees and we'll be all I good. remember killer bees, yes, and vanishing yeah. bees now, yes. Now it's vanishing bees. So in case you haven't noticed – The whole world is feeling pretty crazy lately on every level. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? That was 23. Yes, it is. It still is. Environmental nightmares, global weird weather and natural disasters, crime, 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 hate, 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 economic strife, drug addictions, alcoholism, technology growing so fast you can't keep up, wars, starvation, AIDS, Killer bees, vanishing bees. We're running on a treadmill that's going faster and faster. Changes are happening. It's time to remember. Has it gotten your attention yet? Oh, absolutely. Hey, whoa, stop. There's good stuff too. Yep, you're right. It's all here on planet Earth. Just to name a few. Rainbows, shooting stars, babies, sex, 
Hup. Fudge and Canyon. Good comedy. You get the idea. But guess what? There's someone who's gotten really bad press, a bad rap all these years. In fact, a lot of us can't even say the name without a bunch of religious dogma pouring through us, none of which has anything to do with him, her, it, by the way. And maybe during all this insanity, it's time we all got reacquainted. In fact, maybe that's been part of the problem, forgetting. Introducing once again, back by popular demand and need, God. He, she, it, whatever you're comfortable with, was never really gone, by the way, just forgotten in all the chaos and confusion. And wait, before you get all charged up and your buttons pushed out of shape, the great news about God is that he has absolutely no ego and will be perfectly content if you wish to call him instead goddess, supreme being, heavenly father, or even big dad, divine mother, the creator, Lord, holy spirit, higher power, the man upstairs, a loving presence. There's more. Almighty, infinite intelligence, universal energy, cosmic consciousness, the light within, the source, or something bigger than me. You get the idea. Just fill in the blank. And I even have a little blank for them to write. <laughs> Just fill in the blank with any name you want. Trust me, you'll have a better life. Just fill in the blank. And here's some more good news. There's no one religion or spiritual path that has the exclusive with God. He is the ultimate independent contractor. So therefore... Even if you hear him called Gaia, Mother Earth, Allah, Krishna, Buddha, Lakshmi, Christ, Great Spirit, Shiva, Kuan Yin, Rama, Jehovah, Kali, Adonai, and the many others, they're all true and it's all okay. One God, many different names. Don't worry, he has absolutely no problem with this. Just some fearful, bossy people that feel it's their job to tell you who God is or isn't. So how do you get to know this God anyway? Now the fun begins. Oh, and by the way, the less intellect here, the better. To find God, you got to get real simple. What's really great is God is everywhere, and there's nowhere that he isn't. One place you can start, if you're into books is reading the one, I skipped it. One place you can start if you're into reading is the books. Once again, folks, no one book has the only true story, the only right truth. Some possibilities, the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, the Bhagavad Gita, the Upanishads, various spiritual, metaphysical, new age titles. One thing though, books can give you an idea, but to really get up close and personal, you've got to get your head out of the books and into da, 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 nature. You'll see God and his handiwork all over. Every bird, rock, tree, stream. Hey, have you ever really looked at a flower? Get quiet. You'll hear him in the silence. Babies. Just hang out with babies or small children. Get real goofy with them and let go. Voila, God. Going inside. Start a running dialogue with him. He is, after all, the nearest and the dearest. Just start talking to, crying to, laughing with, asking why, praying to him. No formality needed. Just take the plunge. Next time you're feeling sad or scared or lonely, trust he's listening and tell him what's up. Then real important, shut up and listen. Doesn't matter where you are, in bed, at the bus stop, making up your kid's lunchbox, or if you want to get real fancy, make an altar, light a candle, burn incense, put groovy holy music on and meditate. The point is, expect to hear him, then get quiet and give him a chance to respond. 
Churches, temples, shrines, sacred spots, lots of good God energy here. Great music, art, writings. Ain't no way, no how a human can do that without some kind of help from above. Case closed. Acts of kindness, love, support. When we humans are at our best and our hearts are all warm and fuzzy inside, you know who's at work again. Your own conscience. You know that inner stuff that says, uh-oh, don't do that, or stay away from him, or gosh, she looks like she could use a hug. Well, guess who's prompting you? The breath. No science allowed, please. It has its place, but in the grand scheme of things, unbelievably limited. Guess what? 24 hours a day, something is making that heart of yours pump and is breathing your lungs in and out, in and out. Follow it back inside. Miracles, the phone call that comes at the perfect second, being rescued at the last moment, those impossible coincidences that give you God bumps, goosebumps, God bumps. Start watching for them. You'll see even more. Food. Hey, there's got to be something pretty wonderful in charge of things growing out of dirt that tastes that good. Period. Animals, the colors, the varieties, the sounds, the shapes, all living, breathing, sharing our world. Who do you think made them? So why all the bad stuff? I know, I know. If there really is a God, why all the crap, all the suffering? Good question. Karma, balance, lessons to learn. Somewhere, sometimes, somehow, for every action, there was and is a reaction. Also known as what you sow, you shall reap, or cause and effect. Not always fun, sometimes downright painful, excruciating, yucky. Doesn't mean you can't get mad, pissed off at God. He doesn't even mind if you scream at him. Remember, no ego. Perhaps a lot of it remains a mystery till the end. Perhaps we can't understand it all right now with our limited human minds. You just have to trust that there's order in the universe and that all will make sense eventually. What else are you going to do? Earth is a school, a place we come to learn what we need to so that we finally get it right, graduate once and for all, and go somewhere else. Now, the best part of all. We're going home. This does not mean that you don't enjoy the ride down here on Earth to its fullest. It just means there's something really big to look forward to. Call it whatever you want. Heaven, Nirvana, Shangri-La, Bliss, the astral plane, over there. Spirit world, the other side. The great beyond, from whence I came. Oh, and by the way, the whole hell thing, unless you've been the worst, most murderous, hideous, evil monster that ever lived, I really wouldn't worry about it. And even if you were, everyone eventually is given a chance to rehabilitate. Worst case, if you weren't great in this lifetime, you might have to come back and do it all over again. Maybe. So now, imagine a place with no suffering. None. No cellulite. No physical illness or injuries, no death, no questions unanswered, no longing not met. Color, smell, sights, and sounds that are more beautiful than your wildest imaginings. Being able to go from here to there, anywhere in the cosmos at will. Seeing and being with all you've ever loved. Hanging out with God on a daily basis, effortlessly being happy all the time, doing and learning whatever you want. No cold, no fears, no tears. Wait just a minute. Sounds too good to be true. Can't be, you say. Who the heck is this girl? And how could she make a promise like this? Anyway, how dare she? Well, guess what? It's all true. Absolutely every word. I can't prove it to you. That's where this faith thing comes in, our theme of the day. Yes, it is. 
But quite simply, this has been the message since the beginning of time. We're only here on Earth for a short while, and then we go home. And home is incredible. So if I'm wrong, sue me. You won't need to. Okay. So what to do while we're still here? Real simple. Read on. Be kind to all, especially to yourself. The golden rule applies here, also known as do unto others as you would have them do unto you. All religions and languages have their own version of this rule, by the way. It's a universal thing. Find and get to know God. Your own heart is the best place to start. Have fun. There's so much to do to be and to see here. You might as well make the most out of your visit. And as they say, you only go around once, at least in this body. Care about what matters. Hint. At the end, you won't remember or care much about the money you made, but you will about who you loved and who loved you back. This will become obvious when you start tuning in. Just remember, all you can take with you is who you became and what you learned on your journey. The rest is Maya, illusion. Be authentic. Speak your truth. God created you to be uniquely different from anyone else. He had reasons. Don't mess with the program. Try to develop an attitude of gratitude. When you start to see your life in this way, you'll be amazed at how different it can look. Don't hold grudges. Life really is too short. Forgiveness is a good thing. Anyway, it feels so much better. Hang out in the present, not the future, not the past. Each moment is his gift. Why do you think it's called the present? Start to surrender. You may know this is thy will be done or let go and let God. The fact is that he who created butterfly wings and the Himalayan mountains knows his stuff. You may want to let him lead for a change. Look for the lessons. Learn all you can. Get wise, but stay humble. Lastly, look toward the journey home. Your soul, your being is here for all eternity. So don't sweat the small stuff. God bless. Peace be with you. Enjoy the ride. Shalom, hallelujah, namaste. Walk in grace and beauty. Om, peace. Amen. And maybe, just maybe, if we each do our part and with a little help from him, this wonderful spinning blue orb on which we all find ourselves can finally heal. Remember, we're all in this together. More will be revealed and never ever forget you are loved and that's the end Jesus. a little longer than five minutes <laughs> i haven't read that book out loud in i can't even tell you how long and uh yeah that is, a book, huh? that is really fun and it didn't come from me it didn't like exactly i mean it did but it didn't it just whoosh, before eight o'clock in the morning. Six o'clock. Yeah. Seven, one hour, one hour. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And thank God, you know, and this is what I tell people too, because you know what? It is so easy to go back to sleep. I, I wanted to go back to sleep. I was tired. I was a single mom of a four-year-old special needs kid. I was tired, but just like in life, you know, but to me, the, the beautiful metaphor of the whole thing, besides that it started my whole career as an author and, and I finally, knew what I was here to do and, and, and all that. And, and then it turns out that the book that actually was the book that, that blew up was um, the invisible string, wow. you know, which is like sort of a children's version, but a much simpler version that we're all connected by love. But the, the message I want to tell people is when you get an inspiration, um, people say to me all the time, you know, Oh, I've got a book in me. I've got a book in me. And, and, so I say to them, well, get the book out of you, <laughs> you know, put it on paper. It's doing no good to anybody. Yeah. But it's you don't insane. need to be born with a special gene that's the author gene. There is no such thing. You know, if you have whatever your, your thing is, whether it's writing a book or starting a business or, you know, just yeah. that inner voice, that little nudge, that little thing, that tiny little voice that said, go get a notebook and start writing. Like what? Why that morning did I pay attention to? I mean, I remember, and I remember the moment of going, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, I'll, do it, I'll do it later, <laughs> you know, and then, and then it poured through. So I don't know. I just think it's important to stay woke. Like literally when, when God wakes you up, note to self, stay woke. Did you know that Radiate Wellness has a subscription-based premium content Facebook group? Think of it like the premium version of this free podcast. In this premium Facebook group, you can find great content like replays of online classes, meditations on angels, chakras, mindfulness, and more, guest speakers, mini classes, polls, plus you'll be the first to know of guests that we have scheduled for the podcast and can submit questions for them. You get all of this great content for one low monthly price, and the first month is half off. You can subscribe by going to radiatewellnesscommunity.com shop. Click the subscriptions button, and you're in. Also, while I have your attention, wherever you're listening to this free podcast, if you could just do us a couple of favors, please. One is go to hit the subscribe or follow button. Then you'll be notified of all of the episodes we have coming out each week. Also, please rate and review. It sounds really simple, but it helps us to grow our audience when people are looking for great podcasts. And when we grow our audience, we can do bigger and better things and bring you even more great guests. So please do those couple of things, and that will help us grow this audience and this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, that's excellent advice. Well, and have that faith. I mean, that's what we're talking about today is have faith. It's like, okay, I don't know why I'm doing this. I feel like I need to. I'm feeling pushed. Uh, here's the notebook. Here's the pen. What's your hurt? You know, what are you waiting for? And we just have to have faith that something's going to, it doesn't matter what happens with it, but we just know faith that something's going to happen. There's going to be a reason why we're doing this. Follow your instructions, follow where you're guided, follow where you're led, follow your heart. You know, we've heard all these things, you know, and, and for me, the amazing thing, amazing was that after the book came out and I started getting literally these letters from all over the world, um, from, you know, from as young as children drawing the picture of God and mailing it to me, their version of God to, you know, 98 year olds in nursing homes writing to me that they had found the book somehow. And I mean, each letter was more remarkable than the one before. So it was, it was really incredible. And, and, you know, interestingly, like I said, the invisible string is the book that now is what's, you know, pays all my bills and what keeps me busy all day long and the subsequent children's books. Um, it's just so interesting that when you offer yourself up to be an instrument of God's, sometimes it'll come through one way and then another way. And then this way will stop and it'll come through that way. But you just remain willing to be the instrument, whatever it is. Yeah. When we submit yeah. to God and know that it's not just us. I mean, talk about divorcing the ego and sending the ego out the door and just, just yeah. hate ourselves. And that ego is a, is a boy. It's always coming back in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now I'm, I must add, I worked for a publishing company, a major publishing company based here in Kansas city for 14 years. And that is not usually how books get made. No, no, I know, I know. <laughs> Believe me, pretty remarkable. It was from from the moment, and there's so many more stories. You know, there was also the right. cross light that showed up, and that you know, you know, it's just been it's been a wild journey, and it's um, you know, as we're going through this collectively, we're all going through this uh, pandemic. COVID, yes, mm -hmm. and it's almost like those of us that have been on the path for, for a long time, which I sense you have also, um, we all knew that there would come a time in our lifetimes. We intuited, we, we sensed that something big was going to happen in our lifetime that we had chosen to incarnate at a very powerful time in history. And boy, boom, we, we don't have to wonder anymore. It didn't happen in the way we may have thought on December 21st, 2012, 
or when Y2K happened or these different moments or the harmonic convergence. Um, although I was there at Mount Tamalpais in Mill Valley at the top of, Ma of, of Mount Tam during the harmonic convergence. Um, but we knew this period of time was going to happen when something really big was going to change the world. And we are in it right now. We are, you know, yeah. Could you have ever imagined anything like this in your lifetime? Yeah. And we, it's, it is collective. It's not just one part of the world is going through something. No, we are all going through this and it is big. It is really big. And, and we, I, don't, I, we don't know where it's going to lead. You know, we can only, um, uh, the thing that comforts me when I find myself incredibly distressed about all of this is that uh, faith, that yeah. God, that, that the creator of all things. Yeah. He, she, it, they that makes the stars sparkle in the sky at night and the tides roll in and is obviously has this, you know, God has this and he, it, they, she, I always, I hate having to always do that. It's just that. I know. it's, a, it's We don't a, have a word in the English language, a pronoun that I don't want to say, God, I don't want to call God it, you know, yeah. it is there to love, you know. I like giving it a personal, so I call it he, but I'm just, for the sake of not having to go he, she, it, they, we're, I'm going to call it he, but please, it doesn't mean that I think of God as a male, you know, it's just a pronoun. But God knows what he's doing, and this squirmy, uncomfortable, and believe me, I'm uncomfortable. I, uh, some people seem to be doing great in their isolation. They're creating and they're cooking and they're working out at home. And I read my newsfeed on Facebook. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm sitting there going, what the hell? What's happening? Um, I mean, no, I'm being productive too, but uh, I have my moments of weeping and feeling completely frustrated by certain things the government's choosing to do and getting all, you know, feeling like my rights are, you know, we're all like, and then I'm watching on Facebook, all the people, you know, there's so much arguing back and forth. And so oh. it's hard in the moment when you're seeing all this and, you know, lines in the stores and you don't know when you're going to get back to work and, and people are suffering and sick and dying. And I mean, you know, it's, it's a mess, but I have to keep remembering this is all happening for the greater ultimate good of the planet. And yeah. otherwise it wouldn't be occurring. And <sighs> Yes, we will get through this. We get through a lot of things and we are all in this together. If there's nothing else that's going to show us how we are connected, it's going to be this. Oh, isn't it? And and did you know that the invisible web, wait, I should show you a picture. Right, which you're going to be joining us for virtual Sunday school to read the invisible web. Yes. Talk yes. about that. Invisible web. Well, it's... It's so amazing because the book just came out um, April 14th. So it literally just, just, just came out to the world. And it's all about our global universal connection to one another and how we're all connected by our invisible strings made of love. Here's, this is the invisible string. You're, because you know there was the paperback and then there's the hardback too, right? The original, the original hardback looks like this. I don't know if you've ever seen this one. And it's still out. The That's hardback. the one we have. That's the one I, okay, so I read that book. I was That's in the hardback. And this is the paperback yeah. that came out last year. Same story, just different art. Right. Same story. Mm -hmm. And then came The Invisible Leash, which is about our connection to our beloved animals. Oh, and we're still connected to them in the beyond. And they really are. Yeah, they um, are. It's real. The Invisible Leash is it real. Is. And I wrote it as my own little wiener dog Coco was passing away and uh in my own book helped me it really did I was like oh my own book is helping me and then came the invisible string workbook which is so good for kids that are at home right now especially takes the message of the invisible string to the whole next level there's so many creative activities and and art things they can do and games and puzzles and mazes and it's wonderful and then so the invisible web came out right and, uh, just came out and then uh in december um i don't have it yet because it's not been published yet um i have a little board book for babies coming out 
which is like an invisible string lullaby. And it's called You Are Never Alone because it's a message that if we can let children know from as young as they are that they will never be alone, ever. Um, it's very comforting. It's a thing that as a child I didn't have. So they always say that you write and you speak and you teach about that which you most need to have or to learn. And I came from a very, very painful childhood, a lot of abuse, um, emotional abuse. And, and my, head, my parents were mentally ill. I was raised in England until I was eight and came to the States. And, you know, it's just, it's not lost on me, the irony <laughs> that the one theme, if you will, the one core issue I've had and did have growing up was this feeling of being very alone, like I'm all alone in the world because I couldn't relate to my parents. My brother was was not well either. Um, and so it's just, it's an irony. Sometimes I have to remember to read my own book, you know, <laughs> just the, the invisible string. And, you know, and I wrote that book for my, um, for my son because I was a single working mom and he was going to preschool and would cry when I would take him. Course. And oh God, and he cried, then I cried, and we were both crying. Worst, yeah. Worst. So I just one day told him what was obvious to me, which was that we were connected by an invisible string. And I said, just tug on the invisible string and I'll feel it. And then I'll tug it back and you'll feel it. And he was like, his eyes. Yeah. An invisible string. And I said, we sure do. And that was it. That was the last of his separation anxiety. Oh. Every day, if mom, mom, you know, I'm going to be pulling on the string. Don't forget. Oh, honey. And then at the end of the day, I'd say, hey, I felt you pulling on the string. And he'd giggle. And then all his little friends wanted to hear about it. And um, and then and I remember them saying, I read them the story, you know, I told them the story. And they were like, oh, we have invisible strings. And that was when I knew. I knew I had something that was a tangible explanation of an abstract idea love is abstract you know it's what is love you can't see it you can't see string they can and then it became you know so the book got published I went to the same publisher that had originally signed the deal way back when for God made easy who now didn't have God made easy but I said you know Gary I wrote a children's book and he ended up reading it, never did a kid's book, you know, and he published it. No advertising, no publicity. He was a tiny, tiny publisher. Um, and it sold, you know, The Invisible String sold. It did really, you know, did well for a book with a small publisher. And then about 10 years ago, it's like the hundred monkey effect. I don't know what happened because no paid advertisements, nothing. And all of a sudden I started to get emails from doctors and lawyers offices and hospice workers and therapists and school counselors, librarians, principals, the prison system, the foster organizations, adoption groups, bereavement, you know, camps. I was like, all of a sudden, everybody was talking about the invisible string and it just blew up. And that's when my life really, um, Really, really started to change I you know as a full you know I could now be a full-time author and uh and now a kid's author I mean who knew I wrote that book because it was just for my son it wasn't I never had any plans on having a career as a children's author and again we follow the horse in the direction that it's going you know and if the, the horse was going down all of a sudden the kids books kids book was doing a night amazingly and I began to realize that for me, I've always liked things simplified. You know, I don't like 500-page books. I don't. I, I get overwhelmed. I mean, I read them. But if they're really good, I can handle a 500-page book. But usually it gets pretty boring, right? Um, for me, I like things simple. So obviously I wrote God Made Easy, you know, nice and simple. I didn't – I'm not Marianne. Or, you know, I, I, I didn't the, – the, not, not Marianne. Marianne didn't channel A Course in Miracles. She teaches it. But the person that got Course in Miracles – that was their assignment was to channel that book. I'm so glad mine was God made easy. <laughs> God knew I had a very short attention span. Um, and I've always said, you know, I think that the most important lessons in life you could, we could all learn if we just read children's books. Yeah. Because they absolutely. teach everything. 
And that's the phenomena of invisible string too, is that adults buy it for each other. Uh, adult spouses, you know, spouses for each other, adult kids for their adult parents and vice versa. It's become like a thing. So even though it's a kid's book. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, I remember, I mean, it, when my kid went to kindergarten, well, she always had separation anxiety in preschool. When she went to kindergarten, it just didn't really let mm-hmm. up. And she went to a foreign language school where they were speaking a different mm-hmm. language every day. And she was mm-hmm. overwhelmed. And, and it's so hard to, to drop her off. And then one of the parents had mentioned the invisible string. <sighs> and here we are full circle. She's in seventh grade now. Wow. Wow. Oh, and it, my heart. it helped at a t- I'm going to start crying here. It yeah. helped at a really hard time. And she had a difficult time the first half of the year. And I thought, my God, what have I done? Mm-hmm. And then that, it, that book helped so much. And I don't know if it came out of this book, but I think it did because when I Google the invisible string, it comes up, you place a, a kiss in their hand. Yeah, no, that's, that's, there's actually another children's book, and I think it's called The Kissing Hand, which yeah. is a lot of the same readers by Invisible String and The Kissing. There's, right. there's about five really good bereavement books, but, um, you know, for children that are just, yeah. and it's so important because, you know, right. when I say bereavement book, I mean, even though Invisible String is so well known for loss and separation, anxiety and grief and this, and that, it's also a book that's used for celebrations, baby showers, and uh, graduations. It's a way of staying connected. Connected, connected. I mean, I can't even tell you the the stories I've had. One that came to mind was a woman wrote me whose son went off to college and she was just said goodbye. He literally drove himself off in the car, crying and crying. And she, ah, no, I'm gonna cry. She came over to her computer and opened it up, and he had left a piece of string on the keyboard with a little <laughs> note to never forget about the invisible string. And I'm like, ah, you know. Oh, my I, God. I just, you know, amazing, amazing stories. And it's such a simple concept. And we are all connected by our invisible strings. And when all of those strings intersect and interlink and interlace, we have the invisible web. We really live in this web of love. And one movement can go all the way through the entire web and reach someone on the other side of the world. You know, we, we are that connected. We're not just connected by a virus. We're connected by a love virus. And it, too, is contagious, right? Right, right. It's very contagious. And that's a really good thing because love is exactly, you know, the it's what brings us all together. And I think that that's what this, hopefully, this pandemic is going to do. I think so too. When some random person in China gets it, and then we end up having it all the way around the world, there's no denying that we're connected. Yeah. Right? So you grew up in a difficult household. You had a really hard time early on. Where did you learn about God? What type of upbringing, spiritual upbringing, upbringing did you have? Um, Jew, religious-wise, I was born Jewish, but we didn't really follow follow the religion. But I was Jewish. It was, you know, um, there was not much talk about God in my household at all. My mother did have a fascination with the supernatural. Um, and, and mediumship and spirits and this and that, but it was just more like a hobby fascination. Um, I was in so much pain um, as a young, 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 young girl, little girl in England. And I remember distinctly looking up at the stars at night and I knew, I knew just as much as I know that I'm sitting in this chair right now talking to you, I knew that I had, you know, I hailed from those stars. That that's where I was from, and and God became this this universal, infinite presence that created all the stars and everything. I knew that this being was my real mother and father, 
And I went to this being instead of to my mom and dad for help. So I would lay in bed at night and commune from such a young age with God. So I just always knew God. I, there was no, there was never any doubt. I did, however, um, feel betrayed sometimes and hurt and sad that God of all the mummies and daddies in the world could have given me to these really brutal um, people. God bless them. God rest their soul. They're both deceased now, but um, you know, and they had their own horrors. My father had found his father hanging um, when he was a young boy dead in the bathroom. And they both, my parents had lost their parents from at a very early age and both were sent into the country to be evacuated from the war. My father upon coming back saw his school being bombed. I mean, just lots of trauma and, you know, so they did the best that they could. Um, But as a little girl, I just remember going to other kids' houses, other little girlfriends' houses, and they had such loving moms and dads. There was, hi, Patty. I was Pat, you know, Patty. Patrice is my real name, but I was Patty at the time. Hi, Patty. How are you? And I just, there wasn't that kind of, you know, I was never asked how I was in my house. So um, I did go through a period of feeling confused as to why this same God that created peacock feathers and seashells and kittens could create um, pain. And that was when I began to realize that bad things happen in this world, you know, accidents and diseases and traumas. And, and I couldn't, I could not for the life of me figure out why this same God that created such beauty would allow such pain. And that is when my spiritual path began in earnest. I began a search as a seeker to find out who this God was that, you know, was either bipolar and, and, you know, was a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, or he must have some good reasons for the shitty things that happen on this planet. And that's when I learned about karma um, and lessons as, as souls we choose to learn from the other place where, you know, and then we're down here with amnesia going, I don't remember why I came here. What did I come why to learn? I stand up for this. Yeah. The only thing that, that began to make sense. And that's when I began to really understand the, the deeper meanings of spirituality. You know, a lot of people these days, I've seen spirituality from me, you know, being on the path since, you know, I don't know how old, four years old, three years old. I don't remember. And at the time, there was no, I didn't even know, there were no words new age or metaphysical. I remember coming into that when I was a teenager, there started to be this word, there were metaphysical bookstores, new age bookstores. There was one, there was two in all of Los Angeles, the Bodhi Tree, which was on Melrose in West Los Angeles, pretty famous bookstore, and another one, the Ginkgo Leaf in Northridge. And I, here I was like 16, 17 years old, you know, and spending my days, hours, at these metaphysical bookstores, pouring over every everything from astrology to tarot to crystals to reincarnation to the esoteric teachings, and it was it was it was a wild time. And now, you know, it's like there's a yoga studio on every corner, and Namaste, and 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 then people believing that spirituality is all about what you can manifest for yourself, like God's some bellhop that you're going to give orders to, you know, put in your order, and he's going to run and make sure you get it, and you know, it's so not about manifesting, you know, I mean, that's nice, you know, but that's not what the spiritual path is really all about. It's realizing who you are and why you came to this earth and what your lessons are to learn and love, Um, you know, and if some nice manifesting happens along the way, well, good on you, but, you know, good luck with that. (laughs) I think, you know, we have a thing called destiny, which sort of overrides our wish list. It may even be better than our wish list, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, yeah, I take issue with some of the, you know, spirituality is asking God for whatever you want. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, you must be on the path. You manifested the perfect sweater. Yeah. Or if you, you have cancer, care. wow, you didn't think right. You didn't think right. Look what you manifested. And it's just, wow. yeah. Absolutely. No, I, 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 I love your viewpoints. They match up with mine so much. Um, and that everything is a miracle. Everything around us is something that we can draw from, we can learn from, we can use. And everything around us is, is just 
miraculous. And uh, that's what I love about God Made Easy is that it, it just, it's a, it's miraculous <laughs> how simple this is, you know? And it poured through me. You, so you heard it now. You, I've read it yeah. to you. Uh, I just, yeah. I, there was no thinking. I didn't even dot I's or cross T's, you know? And all in cursive. Remember cursive? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like all I had written yeah. now. Right. And and I, I need to get that book published again because it's out of print. If anyone wants it, they have to go to my website to order it from me or they can... On Amazon, I think there's some used people right. selling it, but I have all 600 copies left because I took it out of print after a few years. Right. Because I thought, well, you know, it sold a lot of copies, but now not that much. I'm not doing much with it. It's not, you know, it's not doing much. Right. I found out that the the, the publishing companies all have imprints, as you know, right? Right. And the imprint that published this was Warner Treasures, and Warner Treasures was no more. It had it had been dissolved. Right. So I thought, so there was no one promoting the book. There was nothing happening. So I got the rights back, bought the last 1,400 copies of the books from the publisher. And now I really need to get it republublished because it's it's still timely. It's still, uh, you know. You need it more than ever. I know. Because God is, it's again, and you know, it's so interesting because when I published it, when I was out doing book signings and I, you know, the only people that ever were angry at me for this book were the fundamental born-again Christians who said, how dare you put Jesus in the same category as Buddha or Krishna or, you know, what have you. And, and so they didn't like the book so much, but um, because I had made God accessible to all religions, but everyone else loved it. So, Hey, you know, well, they're, they're, they're the people who are really that fundamental and that closed in their views. They're going to be, they're going to find, they're going to find fault with, with just about anything that you put out there. So, but it is very accessible. And I think that the, we, we do make God too complicated. You know, we, we, God is a lot easier than what we. Absolutely. I just splashed lemonade in my eyeball. So don't mind me. I'm going to get a tissue. (laughs) My mascara. See live. We're not live, right? doesn't matter. No, we're not live. Nah, we've got to get it. Note to selves, do not splash lemonade in your eyeball because it feels really weird. <laughs> anyway, here we are. I don't know if it's all blurry here now. My, my black smudge now. We, you know what? It's like day 5,000 of quarantine or something it's like day that. Day 5,000. I'm so over it. It's Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> and all these Zoom calls, I'm so, I'm like Zoomed out, but it, no, I mean, it's good. I'm glad we're Zooming together, but I miss real people. I know. I want to give you a hug right now. Uh, okay. I know, air hug. We're tugging on the invisible string, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Here's my invisible string. <laughs> um, so anyway, now we're getting slap happy. So um, let's talk about your website. We can find you at... What's your website? So it's P-A-T-R-I-C-E, Karst, K-A-R-S-T.com, PatriceKarst.com. PatriceKarst.com. And there's all kinds of good stuff on here. Oh, all, oh my God. It's a great one. I tell the story of God Made Easy, and you can see all my other books. And, and you um, have uh, signed copies, too. Yes, yes. So we'll put the link in the show notes, along with your bio. And, um, this is, I'm just, I'm just really excited. I mean, it was just so happenstance, but of course there's, there are no coincidences. So happenstance with how we connected. I just happened to read invisible string for our virtual Sunday school and we connected over that. And now you're going to be coming in and, uh, reading the invisible web for Sunday school. So it's just, we can unity. We've just, yeah. I love, anyway. it. I love it. I love it. We're a new world is being born as you and I speak. It is. It is. And I'm so pleased that you're in it. Thank you so much Thank for joining you. me today, Patrice. It's been. Thank just- you, Christy. God bless. And to all your God listeners God. and readers. Mwah. Thank you. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. 
to learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of A Guided Life Podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.